Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, all right, all right. It is Tuesday, March 15th. Uh, we're back. I appreciate everybody that um, texted me, called me around this time last night. Um, to my knowledge, the show hasn't been canceled. Um, we're back today. What did we have last night, there, Danny? There was a misunderstanding with schedule. They thought the Husker Sports was going to go longer. Oh, my God. And they didn't. And then uh, Caleb assumed that we were always planning on being in here where we were told otherwise. So, yeah, just all sorts of miscommunication. Oh, wow. Because, of course, when I'm not here, I expect to hear Huskers. And somebody was like, uh, Levine's on right now. And I was like, he's never on in this hour. And, oh, well, well, we're here. Everything's fine. We'll get this show done. We're excited to kick this show off um, in this week of St. Patty's Day. Uh, kind of fitting, <laughs> I think, because I always associate uh, St. Patty's Day with uh, firemen. And we have uh, the newest Secretary of State candidate, uh, Bob Bohr, robertjbohr.com, if you will. Um, he threw his hat in the ring for Secretary of State, I think, on filing day. Is that correct, Bob? That would be right. Yeah, well, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln, Bob. Thank you very much, sir. And um, if you've been listening, um, we do a deal where we get all the candidates we can on here so that uh, you can hear their platforms, we can ask some questions and get to know them so we can be educated voters. And for those of you that are wondering and worried, um, and you say, Jack, all we do is have uh, Republican or conservatives on here. Number one, there's a primary, right, coming up for conservatives. You know that I'm conservative, so to be honest, that's where my connections are. But I have made some groundwork over the last couple of weeks finding some Democratic uh, candidates. And I want to say it again because I say it all the time. They are more than welcome to come on my show in the same format that is really giving them the opportunity to talk to the people because in the end of the day, who's ever elected, right, they're leading all of us. So I, I want to say that, and I hope that uh, Democratic candidates across the city, the county, or even the state uh, come on the show. But today we've got uh, Bob Bohr, as I like to say. Is that okay if I call you Bob? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, let's first start, because the audience may not know you, some may, but uh, let's talk about your background. Who are you? Where sure. are you from? You know, besides the fact I know that you're uh, a wicked, good, long-term firefighter like I was, you know, a Navy man. <laughs> I'm from Nebraska, <laughs> born in Albion, the oldest of seven kids. My mom had seven kids by the time she was 31. Wow. So we uh, moved from the, to Lincoln back in, right before I entered fourth grade, and uh, grew up in Lincoln, mostly. I um, graduated in 1977 from Pius, uh, enrolled in the university in the fall of 77, started a uh, computer science degree in the engineering college. That was one of the biggest, big regrets of my life for a long time was not finishing that degree. Mm -hmm. But in my 50s, I went back to school to, to Doan here in Lincoln and finished my undergrad. Oh, congrats, man. And... Graduated summa cum laude. Wow. So um, I was pretty proud of that. You should be. And I, I've got to interject because I get uh, I get a lot of people that call me about serving in the military and young people, right? Rightfully so. And I always say that if you can knock out a college degree, 
um, when you're younger, it, it it's easier. It's just the way it is, folks. As life goes on um, and you start to have responsibilities or jobs, you know, being able to knock out some of those things uh, becomes just hard because you have a lot of other responsibilities. And so, you know, to go back and to finish that at, at your age and really so well is really cool. It's a, it's a great story. Yeah, and I, I wanted to set a good example for my kids. Yeah. Most of them were, half of them were grown up by then. But since then, I've got six kids myself, uh, four boys, two girls, and the um, most all of them were homeschooled to at least eighth grade. Okay. The last two wanted to go to school, um, so they went to Northeast High okay. and both graduated with uh, 4.5 GPAs and four years of straight A's. Wow. One got a Regent Scholarship um, and went to university, and he's the one that quit after one year, gave that scholarship up. and wanted to become a a badass uh <laughs> am i allowed to say that like sure i think um, we can get away with in, that in, one. in the in the in the you know in the middle of military like you were so uh he now works for the nsa cool uh my youngest I'm very proud of him he's a very great kid graduated uh five years computer engineering degree um fresh out of college he got a job with uh with Garmin Corporation down in Olathe. Okay. And after uh, five months of employment with them, after graduating, he's making close to $100,000 a year. Wow. So, wow. And he's just the best kid. Yeah. Just a, loves God and loves his, got married right after he graduated. Yeah. Got a wonderful wife who loves God and, and they're very happy and I'm very proud of them. Good deal. So backing up, I, I, my, I've got a beautiful wife, Cheryl. Yeah. So... Well, and and let's we'll get to it, but you know your trade, if we will, is firefighting. Yep, yep. And, that's... And, and I'll tell you what, we'll we'll get into it. But um, to to have the family, whether it be first responders, military, to be able to have a family, raise good kids, have a wife that sticks with you and supports you, um, because those kind of become frontline jobs for yeah. who's ever doing it in the family. That's pretty awesome, and it's yeah. it's honestly beating the odds. Yeah, yeah. You know. So yeah, I'm very proud of all my kids. So. As far as the um, my career, so 27 years with Lincoln Fire and Rescue, uh, got promoted, I think, back in, I don't know, I can't remember the year I got promoted. You care about those things a lot when you're in, because usually it's money and responsibilities, but right. as time goes on, the, you forget. I get it. <laughs> Great career. I love the job. I love the fact that every day uh, was a different day. No two days were ever alike, and you know, I love the challenges that it brought. The highlight of my career was... When we, myself and a couple of my peers, were given the opportunity to perform a daring rescue up a TV tower near Bassett, Nebraska, and for that, for that daring attempt, we were uh, invited to Washington to receive to be among the first recipients to receive the highest civilian award yeah. for valor in the nation. Yeah, and we were very proud of that, and I was very proud of the team that I. Yeah, part of. I mean, uh, you know, first of all, folks, that should not um, go beyond anybody. I mean, of course, thank you for your service. But I, I always say, you know, at least in SEAL Team, a lot of times we were jealous of firefighters because, you know, they get trained up and when the bell goes, they go. And uh used to explain a lot to my family that, you know, we never question those 
men and women that run into fires or police. We think, well, that's their job. Uh, yet when we tell the military to go to war, we get all worried about it. But that's our job, and that's right. what we want to do. Um, and to, you know, I know do a rescue really at a very high, what, we're over 1,000 feet? We were at 1180. 1180 up a tower uh, saved a man's life. Well, that didn't quite work out. Didn't got he, to he him. Was, he was when we got to him, he was deceased. So yeah. we had had the uh, job of bringing him down. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Probably, I, my guess would be cardiac. But as we like to say, the guts to try is something special in Americans yeah. and in something. Yeah. So I think he sustained a head wound. Did when, he when things went awry up there? Okay, they were, they were outfitting the uh, tower with a a new digital transmission line and using underrated cable to do that. So mm. something broke and. Things things started flying around. And, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, long time service, um, leading people, um, very patriotic, and you know, you go through that, and I have to suspect a little bit like me, maybe not. Um, you know, ready to move on and just kind of, uh, you know, see the kids, the grandkids, and enjoy life in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, but then you get very active in watching kind of our government and things going on and and you really take that mantle up uh, what i would say being a watchdog for the, the last couple of years be accurate i would say it'd be very accurate so i i retired in uh august of 2019 and then we know what happened in february of 2020 so what i saw was government getting out of hand mm-hmm. so i was uh, dedicated myself full-time to trying to hold government accountable while at the same time educating my fellow citizens sure on on, on what the facts were yeah it's it's interesting because again i was kind of i'll call it uh, asleep at the wheel and then this opportunity came up and it was really um kind of the state of fire and rescue and policing after the riots here in lincoln yeah. that kind of mobilized me because I, I was like hey you know that you, that has to be supported Right. You, societies can't exist without that. And then, what, you know, once I got in, I've started uh, trying to get educated on what, you know, not only big government is doing, but local government and find it really important to, uh, you know, hold elected leaders accountable, just like you and I were held accountable for our troops and, and for our actions out there in, in conducting, you know, public service. Um, and but, while you do that, you, you get motivated. Well, tell me how and what pushed you to say, I need to get involved in running for Secretary of State. That might be a long answer, but, you know, well, let's get to that uh, eventually. So I am, I am two years into this project of holding right. my elected, our elected officials accountable, while at the same time educating my fellow citizens and doing that just by developing an email list. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it, when election season arose here recently, I had several of those people who were influ- influential across the state start writing me and asking me to run. And that was never anything that I ever aspired to or wanted to do or planned to do. Uh, and I just said no, and I kept saying no. And um, I think the 28th of February rolled around, and I thought that was the actual last day you could file mm-hmm. and when evening arrived i thought well, oh i've made it i'm, I'm <laughs> i've made people it through without asking yeah right, right. <laughs> well then then uh tuesday rolls around and people say no this is the deadline day <laughs> <laughs> so there's they're still asking and i had a, a a precious elderly woman from omaha call me up in the middle of the afternoon we've got like three hours now and i'd been told 
before the, the deadline. Five, five on the money is what the election office told me. So I, I was told that it was like a three-hour process. You got to file at the at the secretary's office and office, and then you have to go over to the accountability office and file some three-hour form there, which turned out not to be the case. I actually called the the uh, election office and asked what the process was. And it was almost like they didn't want to tell me the very last thing they told me. And if they wouldn't have told me this, I would not have, I would not, I wouldn't be in the position I am today. <laughs> that last thing they said was, well, there's a grace period on the uh, accountability form. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, now I've, I've actually got some time to. So anyway, um, this precious friend of mine called me up for some reason. I don't remember what, but uh, while I had her on the phone, I said, Charlene, what would you think of if I filed for Secretary of State? I mean, I was feeling a lot of pressure. Uh -huh. And I really was doing, quite frankly, a lot of praying and fasting about it. And I was wanting to hear from God, and I hadn't heard from God. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So uh, she said, well, and we kind of went back and forth with a few thoughts. And then she, um, at the very end, she said, I'm not going to, excuse me, at the very end, she said, I can tell you this, you'll have a lot bigger voice as a candidate than you will doing what you're doing now. So I said, okay, well. Wise woman. Yeah. So I, but that didn't make me want to get up off the couch and right. run down a file. So I'm sitting there and then she calls me back and she says, Bob, I'm not going to apologize for this. And she was very adamant. She said, we, she's part of a, a group, an activist group that is, was trying to, you know, uh, recruit candidates for conservative races, you sure. know, and put people in and and they were just like me. No, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But she told me after they prayed this prayer, they jumped in the race. And that prayer was, Father, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, thy will not mine be done. And when she said that, that was like God speaking to me. And I, right. it, just, it just broke me. So, yeah. so, so I got up off the couch, went and showered, got dressed, huh. headed down to the election office, you know, the secretary's office downtown. And even then, I'm like calling a good friend, my good friend Jerry Feicht on the phone. And I'm thinking, Jerry, what do you think about this? And he goes, well, Bob, you and I are both retired. We don't want to leave anything on the table. Yeah. So... That kind of sealed the deal. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, it it sounds literally like a calling and something that was um, so. The, it was just tough. It was tough for you to decide that. But what's amazing, and and I, the reason I like the fact that more Americans are involved in politics, I think today than since I've ever been alive, is that regular people are stepping up to yeah. say, "Hey, um, I might not." I might not be as polished. I might not know the game, um, but by God, it's my American right to yeah. step up and keep my elected officials accountable and or run for office if I yeah. feel the call to serve. Well, I think uh, we all know that our country's under attack, and this isn't about, about me at all. This is about we the people and saving our country. Yeah. We've, we've got to restore transparency and a and integrity to our elections or we're going down the tubes. 
Yeah, and I know we'll talk a lot about that in the second segment. Again, we have uh, Robert Bohr, who is running for Secretary of State. He is the newest candidate filed at the, uh, really, the last deadline you could. 11th hour. Yeah, yeah, the 11th hour. Now, remember, um, you've heard him on the show. Bob Evden is the incumbent and the uh, current Secretary of State. He is running, and I believe there is a Rex Schroeder as well on the conservative side. Um, So we have three candidates, right? We're heading towards the primary um, Robert Bohr is on DTL. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the things that really he's um, observed, watched, uh, maybe investigated would be a good word, along with many other people when it comes to our government and transparency locally here. Uh, we'll talk about Zuckerbucks here in, in Lincoln for sure, you know, mail-in balloting and, and the fact uh, you know, that that can be very dangerous if not done right. Um, but in the end of the day, you basically have somebody that served 27 years for all of us in LFR, and now Bob wants to serve again. 1,499.3 and Drive Time Lincoln. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back. Uh, we're on with uh, candidate uh, Robert Bohr, Secretary of State, the newest edition. Um, you know, we just have two minutes here. Um, we kind of went back through his history, uh, family, who he is, uh, you know, his great service to our community in uh, Lincoln Fire and Rescue, and then really getting into his passions and, and how he came to making this decision, um, as, you know, because he's been watching, literally, uh, I would say, um, as a watchdog for government transparency the last two years since retiring. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk a lot about what he's seen issues wise and some of the things that he's a champion for if he's elected to secretary of state. But an easy softball would be what, what are you interested in outside of government transparency in your family hobbies? Well, I'm a natural health enthusiast, um, raised six kids without, without big pharma. They're all bright, <laughs> healthy kids. Um, we actually delivered three of them at home on our own. I, wow. I'm a big fitness fanatic. I love to stay fit and healthy. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I, I feel perfect. I don't have any aches or pains. I don't use any drugs. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're not you're not you're doing natural stuff. You're you're not dealing with big pharma. You're not buying into quote unquote hype. You're just doing it. Right, right. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Bob is sitting here, and one thing a lot of us team guys know is don't mess with firefighters, period. End of story. They're another group of, of uh, great men and women. But uh, you are. I remember when I first met you, you're in fantastic shape. You you don't just talk it, you live it. Yeah, I try. Yeah, no, no. I, I really don't try anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, I just love doing it, so it's natural for me. And then the other thing that I would say that I, I love doing is learning. I just have an insatiable hunger or thirst however you want to say it to learn so yeah. if i wouldn't be doing if i wasn't doing this i'd be jumping in somewhere i'd go back to the university in a heartbeat to yeah. finish well, my engineering well, you're degree. gonna learn a lot in this political <laughs> run i'm sure yeah. again we're on with uh, secretary of state candidate uh, robert Bohr, 1499.3 pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back. Uh candidate time um we've got uh robert Bohr, who's running for secretary of state kind of gave us his background and his thoughts um i'll tell you this i mean he is not a career politician um at all um he's a family man and he's really a, a firefighter and i think most importantly leading up to this candidacy uh you've been really watching and serious um even maybe investigating what's going on in our U S government and our local government. And, um, and that has to have played into your decision to run. Yep. Yep. I guess I'll start easy here with, you know, cause I've talked about, we're talking secretary of state. That's what your, um, candidacy is for. One of the biggest things right now is election integrity, uh, with regard to that position. And I've talked a lot on this show about Zuckerbucks and, you know, Lancaster County taking, um, outside money, to then, you know, use that, uh, which amounted to, I think, you know, 10 extra drop boxes that were unsecured. And I know Secretary of State Evnen was on here and said that, you know, drop boxes become you know, one of the biggest risks for stuffing of ballots and, and just things like yep. that. Yep. Um, so along that line, you know, what do you know? What, what has bothered you about our elections over the last couple of years? Well, I mean... So I started writing public records requests, which is Nebraska's version of a FOIA request. So when the quote-unquote pandemic started, I was writing those requests to our own public Lancaster County Health Department. I then wrote it one up to the uh, DHHS and the chief medical officer. I recently went and filed one with our own, uh, with, with our governor. Mm-hmm. So at each stage, I was asking for the science behind the pandemic. And I outlined the scientific method and the, and the steps that had to be followed to, to provide evidence of a novel deadly contagion. Mm-hmm. And um, nobody did any investigating in this state to back, up, to back up the pandemic narrative. Right. So that's where we were with that. And so, so, I, so what you're saying is the state kind of went along with what CDC or yep, whoever else yep, was was yep. putting out, and we know that they're just a revolving door for big pharma. Mm-hmm. So, it, I don't need to go too much into the but that, that for for you and in, in that position of watching, you were kind of like, you know, as a private citizen, I'm trying to do what I can, yep, right, to understand right. and to. Um, you know, help my citizens as well as keep government accountable, and you use that process, and you're like, oh, well, that's great. It yeah, really interesting, right? I mean, just interesting. Right. I could spend a lot of time on that subject, but w- the the point here is that the it was used to justify mass mail in voting, Dropbox voting, which, as you've already po- as you've always al- already referenced. Um, these boxes were unsecured in terms of being now 
locking a box to the ground is not securing the box. It has to have a camera on it. It has to be. Right, there's it has rules. to have eyes on it. But none of this happened. Right. So, as our incumbent has said, this opens the door wide to ballot harvesting and stuffing. Mm-hmm. So big problem. And mail-in voting, mass mail-in voting, creates all kinds of problems. Right. So, so while you're watching this, we'll go pandemic as a citizen and, and a watchdog. You're like, hmm, interesting. Then, at least here in Lancaster County, and by the way, folks, this is not just here. It's here in Lancaster County in this state, but this was a wide thing that you can just type in Zuckerbucks to Google or whatever, yep. and you can see how other states are dealing with this right now, and it's not good. Um, the the findings after the fact have not been good. And th- so that probably opens up maybe more looking at election integrity across the state, you know, with regard to, yep. you, you know, your interest in running for secretary of state. Yep. So we took Lancaster County, took $404,000 of Mark Zuckerberg's money to I- interfere in our elections. Now, there was no reason. That's partisan money. And as our incumbent has said, what are you looking at when you're taking partisan money? You're looking at a quid pro quo. What are they, what are they wanting in return for this money? Obviously, they wanted drop boxes everywhere. Um, and who knows what else? But yes, I did file a public record, records request to bring that to light. And, you know, why didn't, why was the secretary said that he didn't find out till months later? Why? Why not? And why, why did our election commissioner here in the county take it? Just because the county board re- requested it and accepted it didn't mean we had to take it and use it. And the money wasn't used for personal protective gear. I've got the itemized list of how the money was used. So there's that. And, and you know, I, filed, I recently filed a public records request just within the last month or so for a list of everyone that voted in 2020. So if we ever wanted to conduct an audit on the 2020 election, do you think that would be important? A list of the, the, the people who voted? Yeah, it'd be very important. Couldn't, neither uh, the county commissioner nor the uh, secretary of state could produce one. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. I've got the Where pro- does it reside then? Maybe. Or not. I mean, this uh, is, that's kind of mind-blowing. You think that they would capture that? No, it's just like a living, the voter registration roll is just like a living document, and they don't take a snapshot on on election day and say this is what we got to reconcile with you know so another thing i did was i i filed a request to the uh, secretary's office for any document that would uh show that they were authorized by any county in the state to negotiate an esns contract on their behalf guess what that answer was no idea uh we have no records responsive to your request so so the secretary took it upon himself to negotiate a contract for ES&S machines for every state in the county. And so now, you know, we've eliminated lots of checks and balances with that move right there. Mm. So an ES&S, folks, is essentially, I mean, for lack of a better term, it's the voting machines, correct? Correct. Um, and uh, I believe there's only a couple of uh, different companies that are certified in america um esns is the one that we're using here yep, yep. um so essentially what you're saying is then all of a sudden your spidey sense is tingling on on what's going on with 
elections right here in our mm-hmm. own state. Um, again, I, I always use Lancaster County because that's the audience here in Lincoln. Um, but there's also been a lot of, um, and I'm aware of it. Uh, the details are, so, you know, sometimes difficult. But there's also been a lot of questions statewide about our our, our elections. Yeah, and we don't know what's going on in those black boxes, which I'm referring to the tabulators to the ESNS machine. So we've got a report out of Washington. The Office of Special Counsel reported that fourteen thousand modems were in use to connect ES, ESNS tabulators to the internet. So where, I know a bunch of them were in Wisconsin. I don't know where the rest of them were. But Green Bay itself had ES, ESNS machines. All, all of their machines were ESNS, and they were all connected to the internet. Yeah. So have we ever looked inside our own machines and not just taken the word of ESNS that there's no connectivity to the internet? I haven't seen any evidence that we've conducted any kind of type of real investigation to verify that our elections are have integrity. They certainly don't have transparency. So that that does a lot to kill voter confidence in our elections and that's really problematic. Well, I'm not I'm I'm not going to deny anytime there's not voter confidence uh, we're kind of up a creek and we and we need to really look at that and I know that uh uh, there's just a lot on this subject. Uh, one of the things I, I'm going to think is that if elected, one of your biggest things is election integrity. That is at the top of the list. So that's exact. Excuse me. That's exactly why I'm running to bring transparency and integrity to our election process. Because as we've seen, without transparency and integrity, our rights and freedoms quickly evaporate. As we've seen with uh, you know the pandemic. Without transparency and integrity, we don't have voter confidence. But with transparency and integrity, those we elect immediately become more accountable to we the people because they know they won't survive any another election without, if they don't serve we the people the way that they're supposed to, you know, so. Yeah, um, I know that it's it's kind of interesting, right? You see um, in your in your old role, um, you know, what, what I would call, um, you know, firefighting, you know, it's frontline. And then what you do is you kind of retire from that, but you kind of go to the front lines of, of looking at government and holding government accountable. And now you've kind of put yourself right again on the front line of this fight um, to say, hey, you know, I, a normal guy, I'm not a politician, but I'm going to run for office. Yeah, I've been t- I've been warned, you know, people are going to come after me. Now I've got a target on my back because I'm I'm threatening the status quo. Um a greater people than me have died for their country. Well, and I will say this. I mean, I I think there's something to be uh said uh to Bob's se- sentiment, which is if we can't challenge the status quo in America, if we can't, you know, peacefully um do these type things and accept candidacies from wherever they come from. Um, where where are we as Americans? I mean, you know, the way I look at it is every man and woman should be able to um, step forward and serve their country through the elected process. And you know, that's that's what I hear when when you tell your story. Yeah, we've got to have we've got to have open debate on these issues. There was never any debate about the pandemic. There's no debate about the election process and the way it's conducted these people just don't want to have that conversation and they the sad thing is that they've 
implemented a propaganda campaign. And you know it's propaganda when they say the same thing over and over and over again. And, and you know that what they're saying, they can't possibly know for fact. They're just making a... F I don't even want to use faith because I believe that faith is based on evidence. They're just making a... They're telling a lie is what they're doing. I mean, that's basically yeah. what propaganda is. Well, you, I always say on the show, I always enjoy, and, and not to say I, I don't have talking points or whatever, but any time that somebody is just reading from a teleprompter, they are pushing an agenda on you and I. Um, yes, you have to have talking points. I get that. But you start to understand human communication when people are able to, you know, sometimes not have the answer and have to go research and find the answer opposed to talking points. I think that's kind of what you're talking about. Um, as you do this candidacy and as you grow kind of uh, your movement, uh, what are some of the things you're, you're doing and to broaden your education? Are you traveling at all? Are you talking to other um, folks kind of in the same boat? Are you talking about right now? Yeah, right, coming up. Yeah, through this campaign. So um, we are doing everything we can to um, network with national people mm -hmm. um, who are working on the same problem. So we were down at Mar-a-Lago last week uh, with the Matt DiPerno campaign out of, um, out of Michigan. He's running on a, the same platform. Okay. For 4AG, though, a, an anti- corruption and fraud campaign and um it was a fundraiser down there and we were privileged to be a part of it the president the real president came out and gave a speech and uh, matt DiPerno gave a speech and he looks great he sounds great um and that was that we 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 planted a seed of of you know we're a candidate and that's all you can ask for Donald Trump's way too smart to endorse anybody just sure off the, sure. Off the cuff, you know. So. But still, the fact that essentially you're about as grassroots as a story I've heard in this year of all the candidates coming up to go from filing to, you know, reaching out to other people that are running campaigns. Yeah. Uh, because, again, you wouldn't necessarily have any of this knowledge um, and to already, you know, go down to Mar-a-Lago and, and coordinate, I would say. You know, good for you. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and your team, I guess. I, was, I wasn't nervous around him at all. I, I got to stand up right next to him on the platform, and I just have a great deal of respect for the man and a great deal of love for him. Uh, another thing that we're, we've got in the works right now is that I'm headed to D.C. on Friday uh, to drive up to Gettysburg. Okay. And there's an uh, election integrity integrity symposium up there on saturday afternoon that'll be partaking in and okay. fly back on sunday so we've got the likes of mike lindell and douglas frank dr frank and seth ketchell ketchell phil waldron and who who knows who else is so i think if you, show if you follow this stuff or you don't audience um you're talking about the Basically, the major players in looking and the horsepower but behind election integrity in this yeah. country and, and, and have been for a while now. Yeah, and that, that symposium is led by a uh, governor candidate up there, uh, Doug Mastriano. So I, I think this is really significant and symbolic because I, think, I don't think we've been in a bigger crisis since the Civil War. So here you got Gettysburg, Civil War, Gettysburg. 2022 election integrity war you know yeah so i'm very excited to go up there and 
and be a part of that and, and uh, network with those guys. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so you're getting up to speed is what I'm going to say. I mean, that's what it sounds like. Um, I'll tell you what. The Secretary of State, I know, is just broader than an election integrity. Yep. Um, a few other things you're excited, you know, if elected, um, to kind of dig into. And and uh, and I guess I should also say, you know, um, you know, I should ask, how's the campaign going? You know, so, yeah, I'll answer that question first, okay. and then I'll go back to some of the other yeah. uh, uh, divisions within yeah. the uh, Secretary's office. So, yeah, we've been really busy. I mean, we hit three events on Saturday, two events on on. Sunday, um, we were out again last night, uh, so we're hitting it as, as many events as we can to, to communicate our message, and it's going very well. We're on with uh, Secretary of State, the, the newest uh, addition into the ring, uh, Robert Bohr, um, on Drive Time Lincoln, and when we come back, uh, we'll kind of break down just quickly, uh, if elected, some of the other things that he has thoughts on, uh, 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're finishing up with uh, Robert Bohr running for Secretary of State. He is the third candidate in the race against the incumbent, uh, Bob Evnen, as well as uh, Rex Schroeder. Uh, one of the things I, I want to get out is, um, again, if elected, uh, what are your highlights and passions? What are you going to get done for the people in Nebraska? So my plan is to return ownership of our elections back to the counties and show them how to conduct an election that is transparent from A to Z so that people can have confidence and and know that the audit is built right into the process of, of counting. Yeah, I wish we had more time. I'd love, because I know the Secretary of State has some other issues, uh, not issues, but responsibilities. But in the end of the day, you're, you're running on a candidacy of transparency, yeah, transparency and election integrity. It's the most important thing we have right now. And everything, all of our freedoms and rights are pretty much gone if, if we don't have this. Absolutely. Uh, where can people find more information? RobertJBoer.com. Robert. Mission, initial J Boer.com, B O R E R. Yep. Uh, really simple there. Robert J Boer.com. Um, candidate for Secretary of State, uh, Robert Boer. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you, sir, very much. It's great to be with you. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate you, t- you know, giving the backstory. And again, uh, new candidate. Uh, we're going to continue candidates, uh, both sides. Get in touch with me at Commander Jack at KLN.com. That's the email. Uh, or maybe you know a friend who's got my number. Uh, go ahead and text me. But uh, I put my money where my mouth is. I will get every candidate that wants to come on either side of the aisle on this show so that the people can get educated um, and decide in the next elections. That's the goal. Hey, we will have a Whatever Wednesday tomorrow. I'm really excited about that. So is Johnny. And then the governor will be on Thursday all hour. So looking forward to that. 1499.3 KLIN. Drive Time Lincoln.